of the ones I didn't mention. Father, according to your sweet and holy will, we'll give you the praise and we'll give you the glory, give the honor for it all. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, all right. Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs chapter 28. And uh, we, we won't finish up the chapter, but Lord willing, we'll finish it up next week. Excuse me as I get a sip of water here. Uh, but uh, tonight we're looking at the right and wrong of materialism and wealth. And this will be a part one. Uh, we'll do part two, of course, uh, next Wednesday, Lord willing. Uh, but um, uh, we've been talking about uh, these last several lessons. I've made mention of our country and maybe some political things as well. Uh, we'll do the same thing tonight. Uh, but uh, And there's a reason for that. It's not that I, well, I was going to say I don't necessarily have an axe to grind. That would be false. I do have an axe to grind. But, uh, but that's not the reason that I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, really the context of the, this chapter and other chapters as we uh, have read uh, this particular section, uh, keep in mind that King Hezekiah was using these particular proverbs to bring revival back to his nation, uh, to backslidden uh, Judah at the time. And so these proverbs, although they were written, written by Solomon hundreds of years earlier, uh, Hezekiah brought them back out and he was re-emphasizing them uh, in the context of his nation. And so the remainder of this chapter, chapter 28, we're going to be looking at all this in mind concerning materialism, wealth, money, those types of things. But we're going to look at it in light of a nation because I believe that's important. And Paul tells Timothy, uh, talking about the love of money, we know it's not the, the money itself. Money is just money. It's an object. Um, it's neither good nor bad, but in 1 Timothy 6.10, Paul would tell Timothy, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And certainly that's true. He goes on to say, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith. And often that happens, does it not? I mean, you know, that's why Jesus would say, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then he, and, and he'll add all these things. And what are those things? Well, things we think we need, you know, uh, to provide, to eat, have shelter, and those things. And a lot of times what we end up doing is, is we end up trying to take care of those things ourselves uh, at the cost of neglecting the things of God. Um, and, and again, we may not see it that way, uh, but that's, uh, I think if we look at the Bible, look at the Word of God, it certainly teaches us that. And so we need to be careful about those things. And it says, They have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And you know that often happens. And uh, so uh, it is that, you know, it's true. A lot of people get away from God uh, due to an opportunity, due to a, a chance uh, to have more things. Um, and again, it's not necessarily sin to have more things, but when it causes you to be less faithful so as to have other things or nicer, nicer things or do things, that is a sin. That, that's something you should never do. I've told people throughout the years, no matter if it comes to a career, no matter if it comes to moving to another location, what have you, if God is in it, amen, go, do it, right? But, but God will never ask you to partake in something that will cause you to be less faithful to Him than you are at that moment. Amen. That's a good rule of thumb, right? In other words, if I do this and it's going to cause me to be less faithful, red flags ought to start going off. Okay, And so I think that's important. I know sometimes that might be difficult to do. 
So when Hezekiah, let's go back to the nation of, of, of Judah, even at this time, when Hezekiah took the throne, that that moment, they, they got better through his revival. But the nation of Judah, we're not even talking about the northern tribes, we're talking about Judah. The nation was really all about material. It was all about greed. It was all about having things. It was all about making it. And uh, we think of the, the so-called American dream. I mean, that's what it's about, right? Uh, by the way, the, you know, I, I'm an American. I love America. Don't get me all wrong. I feel like I'm as patriotic as anybody. Uh, but a lot of times the American dream doesn't have God anywhere in it. <laughs> Amen. You know, so, so again, these are things that are important. And Hezekiah knew that. And so we need to have, and, 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 you know, the, the need to have certainly the search for more and more things. Listen, it can lead to a lot of pain in your life. And so we're going to look at these pretty much verse by verse. Again, the right and wrong of materialism and wealth. So we'll jump right into it. Number one, we have to admit when materialism and the want of wealth enters our heart. And it's, I mean, we, we have all been there, whether we're flipping through a, in my case, a hunting magazine or a gun magazine or what have you. You know, it's, woo, I'd like to have that, okay? Um, and, uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, I think we all, if we're, if we're honest, materialism, we are tempted with it at times. <laughs> you know, we drive by that house and go, man, I'd like to have a house like that, you know? You know, wow, that's a nice truck, you know? Well, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having a truck like that, right? And so we need to be careful of those types of things. And so because if we're not careful, we can fall uh, into that trap of materialism if we're not careful. Look at uh, verse 13, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. It says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. You guys have heard me say that, that really the best time to take care of a sin is just when it's in your heart or in your mind. That, that's when you ought to take care. Little fires are easier to put out than big fires. Little devils are easier to kill than big devils. And so this is what we're talking about because we're all susceptible to this, I believe. Uh, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But notice what it says. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. And the earlier you do that, the better. And we have to admit sometimes that, you know, things, things can, can, you know, uh, you know it, it gets our attention. And so uh, I, I believe every one of us can fall into that trap. I think maybe it's easier for some than others. I don't know. Uh, but uh, if, uh, all I'm saying is if, if, we, if we try to hide it, if we try to deny it, uh, listen, it, it, it can develop uh, quicker than you think. So we have to guard ourselves against this, you know. Uh, and, and the first way to guard against something is simply be aware of it and say, I am susceptible to this. I need to be careful. Um, now, I want you to understand it's not wrong to want to succeed. You know, I, I, don't, I, I don't like underachieving. That gets on my nerves. Uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. It's not wrong to want to succeed. Hey, it's not wrong to want to make more money. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? That's not what this is about, but it should never, as I mentioned earlier, be at the expense of our fellowship with the Lord. That's when it becomes a problem. Uh, in other words, uh, God should always be more important, and what I mean by that is my faithfulness to God should always be, me be more important to what I might be able to do to make my life a little better out here, right? You know, uh, now I know that goes against the American dream, but, but I, I just want you to understand when you do that, you're doing that to, to a spiritual hurt of your own. And you're also teaching those that might be following you to do the same thing. 
And so we need to be really careful uh, with that type of thing. And uh, so, so when given the choice, you know, a lot of times we're there, aren't we? I mean, uh, I, I've talked to people. I've been there myself. I remember before I went into ministry, this, this was a battle that I had for several years and, and probably delayed it a little longer than I needed to. But when given the choice to forsake one in order to enjoy the other one better, you know, in other words, okay, if, if I do this, yes, I'll... I'll, I'll have more stuff. I might make a little more money. There might be a little more security in it for my family. I could take care of my family better. But in order to do that, I'm going to have to forsake the things of God over here that I'm already doing. Listen, I'm just telling you, you're, when you come to that point, the choice ought to be obvious. Amen? And I think you understand what I mean. Uh, but yet a lot of people... Uh, I see that uh, uh, happen. We should always choose God uh, over uh, material things, over you know wealth, if you will, those types of things. I remember a young woman. I don't remember if I led her to the Lord or not. I was trying to remember today, but I think she did get saved, maybe at a service or through our ministry. And uh, now I do. I did lead her husband to the Lord a few months later. I do remember that. And uh, they didn't have a lot. They had some struggles. Um, they had several children. They were coming faithful. I mean, every service, revivals, whatever, they were coming faithful. And they were growing in the Lord. And it was wonderful to see. And they were testifying. They, they were asking good Bible questions. They were reading their Bible. I mean, it's just, it's just you know, the, the pastor's dream, right? And uh, it was at a Wednesday night service. She raised her hand, which wasn't unusual. And uh, she had a prayer request. Now, I don't want to take this the wrong way, but now, now here's a woman, uh, you know, I mean, she's got children, a husband, a wife, responsibilities. Uh, she's serving in a local church, and she raised her hand. She said, pray for me. I'm going to start nursing school next week. And I'm going to tell you, I, I don't know if I showed or not, but my heart just dropped. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but within six months, they were completely out of church, mad at everybody, and another year from there, their family was in shambles. Yeah. They, they chose the wrong thing. Uh, and, and again, it, we need to be careful with those types of things. I know today in America, boy, get an education, you know, you know do, do good for yourself. But listen, when you put God on the back burner to do those things, it's only going to bring heartache in your life. Amen. Uh, and, and it's something that we need to understand. If given the choice to forsake one... Uh, and enjoy to, in order to do the one better, we should always choose God. And if not careful, materialism and the uh, pursuit of, of wealth, and I'm not talking about necessarily people wanting to be a, a millionaire, but you know, we, we, we want better. We need to be careful because that very, that zeal of wanting better can cripple our fellowship with God. And I'm talking to believers. It hinders, you know, just like what I said there, because the first thing that happened was their church attendance began to drop off. <laughs> you know, and then, and then it was just on and on and on, uh, you know, and, you know, spiritual growth, prayer life, uh, uh, and then pretty soon the joy's gone. Hey, listen, I, I believe this. Uh, it's better to be poor and right with God than to be rich and not right with God. And I would rather, hey, listen, I'd rather my children be poor and right with God than rich and not right with God any day. Any day, okay? And I'm not talking about salvation. Hey, listen, uh, I, I'm glad they're saved, but you can be saved tonight and not be right with God. 
Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. Okay, it is, listen, hey, we all want our children to be saved. Praise the Lord. I want them to be saved, but I also want them to be faithful to God as a saved person and not choose material things over the things of God because it will only bring hurt in their life and certainly the lives of, of children, grandchildren, or what have you. Uh, look at uh, verse 14. Look at verse 14. I'm, I'm tarrying too long here with this point. Um, Chapter 28, verse 14, Happy is the man that feareth alway, uh, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. And so we're talking about, you know, we need to be leery about things. In other words, here's a wise believer that we're still talking about materialism, recognizes the danger of materialism, and he forsakes it. You know, he's, he's saying, hey, look, I know this is a, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about admitting when materialism and the want of wealth enters into our heart, we need to recognize it for what it is. And if you're wise, you'll fear it and you'll get away from it, not, not embrace it. And uh, so, again, uh, that will always lead to being blessed in ways that are better than money could ever give you anyway. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. But a fool, as it says there, will ignore the truth and keep pursuing wealth uh, and in the meantime getting further from God. So number one, we have to admit when materialism and the want of wealth enters our heart. That's the best time to take care of it. Number two, we need to pray for a society, uh, an America, if you will, that isn't money-driven. And I'm going to use the word money in a general way. And, and, and you know, money is power, right? So, so we want to pray for a society that isn't money-driven, that isn't power-driven. Verse 15 says, As a roaring lion and a, range, and a raging bear, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. You know, I've uh, never, I don't think I have, maybe at a zoo, I don't believe I have. I've never seen a lion, but I've seen them on TV. I wouldn't want one coming after me. Uh, I don't think, well, I, I don't think I've ever seen a bear. Well, I did see one run over in North Carolina one time, but I, I've never been confronted with a bear, uh, you know, other than maybe the zoo or something. But, but a roaring lion or a raging bear, you know, with, without a gun, I wouldn't stand a chance. And I might not even stand a chance with a gun because I'd probably be so scared I'd miss. <laughs> but we don't have a, certainly facing that type of animal on our own as human beings, we don't have a chance, do we? I mean, if we, we were locked in this room, uh, sooner or later they'd win, right? Uh, and, and so we don't, we don't, we don't have a chance, uh, you know, uh, of, of, over, of overcoming that. Um, you know, I, uh, when, when, I, when, I, when I look at this, you know, I think about, you know, the, as a roaring lion, a raging bear, so is a wicked ruler over people. And I think about this coming election year. And... Uh, uh, it, listen, folks, and again, I, I may, you know, I, I'm, they say I'm not supposed to do this, but I don't know who they are, so I'm going to do it. But, but you know, it, it, it's important that we vote the best way we can for those that are not driven by power. They're not driven by money, if you will, not driven by the, the love of power and fame. Because really, I don't think it's so much the money, but they need the money to have the power. So to me, it's more about power than it, than it is money. In verse 15, again, talking about a roaring lion and a raging bear, listen, uh, you know, when, when evil people get into power, poor people especially, they don't have no way of stopping them. You know, and that's what we have today. I mean, there, there's no way, you know, there's people in power today that aren't only anti-America, but they're anti-God, but, but they're, they're, they're there. <laughs> 
and, and, and they're pretty much unstoppable uh, other, you know, other than God doing something. And, and, and so again, uh, uh, today, you know, certainly this is being, you know, they're not coming at us like a roaring lion or bear, but, but more in a stealthy way. But we need to understand something, folks, that, that a lot of this, we may say, well, they just have a different political opinion, and certainly that could happen, but that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm just here to tell you, there are people in office today that are making decisions that affect the lives of millions of people that are downright evil. They are evil, evil people. Amen. And all you got to do is look at what they stand for. And so, again, and now it's, again, it's they're rich, but it's not about the, the wealth. It's about the power. And uh, these evil people, they, they get into power. No way to stop them. Uh, they desire, what, you know, <laughs> they, what, what, what are they up to? Well, they, they want to really socially re-engineer our country. They hate America. Uh, and, and certainly that's uh, something we should uh, be concerned about. And they have convinced uh, at least the last two generations, probably even the last three generations of people that America is bad. That America, listen, the way America is, is not fair to you. Uh, you'll never get what you deserve to have until we make some changes in America. And, of course, some people, you know, yeah, that's right, that's right. And so they've risen to power. And uh, they're, you know, the, waving the self-entitlement banner and accepting all ideas and, you know, all this mess that we're in. You know, it's no wonder. But the truth is, all that's really just a farce. You know, you think about some of the things, you know, uh, you know, when, when Obama was coming in, it was all about health care, remember? You know, I mean, that was the top of the list. Now you don't really hear too much about it. But, but health care, it wasn't about health care. It's about power. It's about control. Uh, public education, you know, we, we hear a lot about that. Listen, it's, it's not about education. These people could care less about education. It's about power, you know. Uh, this whole uh, homosexual agenda, gender neutrality, everybody loving everybody. Uh, listen, it, it, it's all about control. It's all about power. It's all uh, uh, controlling people the way they think, you know. In other words, we can get them to, to, to give on this. They'll give on other things, right? Even things that are, that are obvious. Um, you know, COVID, you know, vaccines, uh, uh, masks. You know, being quarantined into your own home. It was all about power. It wasn't, that was all it was about. It was about power, about control. Let's move this and see what they do. And, and again, I, you know, I, I, listen, I, when I think about our society, all of this has to do with power. It all has to do with greed. And uh, it's, it's a terrible thing. And there are haters of America that are gaining a voter base, if you will, for the purpose of, again, fundamentally changing America. And it's happening right before our eyes. And a country, what's just sad about all that, is a country which has done more for the downtrodden and poor than any other nation in the history of our planet, America, the United States, amen. And it's just sad to see. And the reason... 
Again, it's all about power. Now, what they don't realize is, is there's going to come a time when, when they, the power, they will no longer need that voter base. They'll no longer need those little puppets that they had. And the very ones that put them in power, they'll pay the highest price. Now, a part of me, my flesh comes out, and that kind of makes me feel good. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. It's like, well, there you go. Hey, you, this is what you wanted, now you got it. Uh, that's not a Christian attitude, by the way, but I'm just being a little transparent tonight. But then my mind goes to the problem is this. It's because, you know, I think about our children, our grandchildren someday, because the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. So there'll be fallout, right? What I'm saying is we'll all suffer because of this. Uh, so, you know, we need to, when this year is coming up, we just need to vote and be aware, you know, what candidates stand for and those types of things. All right. I feel better. Verse 16. The prince that wanteth, and that word wanteth is something, somebody that's, you know, he, he's lacking that want. So really it's lacking. So a prince that wanteth understanding uh, is also a great oppressor. But he that hateth covetousness shall prolong his days. And so this tells us a wise leader hates covetousness. He hates materialism. Uh, if we as believers, uh, are we, is our sound going silly? I kind of, okay, all right. So as we as believers, if, if, we, if we vote right, um, and by the way, I, I still have an optimistic attitude. I believe we could change things, amen? Uh, I think this is important election year. Last few have been very important. This one's just as important. And so, the, you know, listen, hey, listen, we get the righteous in power. They, they can stay in power for a long time. I, I believe this. I still believe there's more of us that feel the way we do tonight. I'm not saying we're Christians. Everybody's Christians. But I'm still saying that most of America feels the way we do tonight. But we're not standing up. We're not saying nothing. We're just kind of being led along here. And if we do that, those who are not right won't last because uh, they'll simply be voted out. So number two, let's pray and vote for a society that isn't money-driven. Number three, pray for a society that is morally driven. Amen. Righteousness exalteth the nation, right? Look at verse 17. A man that doeth violence to the blood of any person shall flee to the pit. What's that violence to the blood? That's premeditated murder. Mm. It says, let no man stay him. That word stay means help. We're going back here and talking about voting. Hey, listen, no Christian in their right mind would ever vote for somebody that believes in abortion. Why do you want to stay them? Why do you want to help them? I'll tell you why. Right here, money. They'll put more money in my pocket. Ah, oh, preacher, you need to separate the Bible and politics. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. Heaven help us if we feel that way, right? And so this tells us it is wrong to protect or lift those up who do wrong. Uh, you know, actually, it should be punished. The case here, you know, is protecting one in this thing that sheds blood, premeditation. You know, what's the first thing that pops in my head? Planned Parenthood. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a murder house, right? Praise the Lord, we've made some headway against that, especially here in Missouri. But all those, who, again, who vote for politicians that, that are pro-choice, uh, Hey, listen, God says, let no man stay him. Let no man help him. Now, that's silly. 
And people who support those who support the, the gay and lesbian agenda and this gender neutrality, which is nothing, it is the worst form of child abuse I've ever seen. It's terrible. Not only physical child abuse, but the, when these children get to be 35 and 40 years old, it, whew, it's hard telling what they're going to be like. Well, we're already seeing it a little bit. And so again, that's, that's hey, listen, they're warping the minds of children. Hey, we, we, should, we should stay that. We, should, we don't want to help that. Amen? Amen? So we need a society that's morally driven. You know, it's not just a, a political thing. It's a moral thing. And uh, we don't want to let those who shed innocent blood, and not just the shedding of blood and the abortions, but contaminating these, these innocent little minds, those people ought to be put in jail. To me, it's the death penalty. I mean, this is, they are wanting to destroy young people to, to have power. That's evil. Pure evil. Amen. So, we find a promise here, though, that does bring comfort. Verse 18, whoso, I keep hearing something. Whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved. Amen. And that word saved isn't necessarily talking about salvation per se, but rescued. In other words, you know, you'll win. But he that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. You know, in the end, God's going to rescue the upright. Amen. Uh, the, the wicked certainly going to be destroyed. So number one, we have to admit materialism and the want of wealth enters our heart. We need to see it for what it is. Try to remember some of the things we've talked about tonight and say, Lord, I don't want that in my heart. We need to pray and vote for a society that isn't money-driven, that isn't power-driven. And we need to pray for a society that is morally driven. Amen. That calls right, right, and wrong, wrong. Number four, pray for a society that's willing to work for a living. <laughs> you know, I... I know I go on about this, but it's true. I, I believe laziness is one of the major problems in America today. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a scourge. Um, look at verse 19. Look at verse 19. He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. So we see some contrast here, as we often do in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, that is. In Bible days, agriculture was the main way not only to make money, but that's how you ate. <laughs> you know, if you didn't do your crops, you didn't eat, right? And, and uh, uh, here we have a man diligently working hard. He's working his land. He's working. He's thinking of ways to, to get the best yield, obviously. In doing so, he can, you know, he can put his food on the table, and he can put clothes and shoes on his children, and, and maybe even get his wife a little something special. Amen? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, this is a man who's honest, and he does a good, honest day's work. Uh, listen, he's not wanting something for nothing. He's not wanting something for nothing. Where is the pride today, amen? And I mean in a, in a good way. Where, where is the shame? There's no shame today. It's just, I, I'm baffled sometimes. And he desires, he desires to work to get what he wants. Amen? And there's some, there's some young people out there still like that. Thank the Lord for it. And certainly that's somebody who's got, God's going to bless. But the second part of the verse, it certainly paints a, Sad picture, probably more so than what we see today, but he that followeth after a vain person shall have poverty enough. This is a vain person. And, and this is, you know, um, I, I remember, I mean, I've had some personal experiences with this, and I, I try to be careful about names and so forth because we put this on the Internet. 
but but I am thinking of a couple of people right now and they go out and they get a college degree but yet they find themselves without a job but it's not because they can't get a job but it's because they don't want a job that doesn't that pays under six figures you know well I ain't gonna work for that and I'm like well how much you making now <laughs> none right and, and you, you think God's gonna bless that no, that's not that's not gonna happen amen uh, and again you know a lot of people they just you know boy they want to retire at 40 or 50 years old why they want to do that so they can go do what they please and fulfill the flesh that's why uh, and certainly they are suckers for get rich quick schemes and and often they'll waste what little money they do get but my point is this and I'm getting a little probably personal here but but my point is just get up and work get up and go to work that'd solve a lot of problems in America today wouldn't you think hey listen no young man or person that's physically able really has an ex has any excuse not to be working so there's a big difference in what God does for the hard worker as compared to the lazy finally verse 20 and I'll quit my rant <laughs> a faithful man shall abound with blessings but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent there it is you know, uh, this is talking about accountability to God. Really, the whole context there is really concerning work ethic. I mean, it's, you know, God, God's concerned about work ethic, and we need to understand that. A materialistically driven person that's just going to cut corners, do whatever they need to do, you know, being a taker and not a giver, listen, they cannot please God properly. God's not pleased with that. A lazy person just really by default sins against God I mean it's not that they're out doing bad things but just being lazy is a sin and uh, God calls that slothfulness but those who pursue what's right and what's moral uh, things that are honest and, and they work hard the Bible makes it clear he's gonna bless them and we looked at Timothy first Timothy 610 a while ago for the love of money is root all evil but we should also think about the verse before that verse 9 and I have it here it says but they that will be rich fall into temptation they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare you know oftentimes we think that that's a verse for people that have money but you could be flat broke and love money as much as somebody that has a lot of money it's not whether you have it or not a lot of poor people love money as much as the person that has a lot of money they may not have it, but the love of money is still there. And uh, it says, They fall into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Amen. There it is. And then it goes on to say, as we read earlier, For the love of money is the root of all evil, uh, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. I believe that's a snapshot of America today. Uh, I believe that's a snapshot of, of, of probably... A lot of Christians today unfortunately amen and uh, so it's something we all need to pray about um, you know I'm preaching to the cream of the crop tonight I you know I don't believe we have such issues in here tonight um, matter of fact I I don't think our church as a whole probably struggles with this just from what I've seen but we do know it's prevalent out there don't we and I do know that it's that it has affected people that I love people that you know family friends that have fallen into this trap and have gotten far from God 
And for that, you know, we should just pray, you know, for them. Pray for, I mean, because this, hey, listen to me, this is, this, is, this is the United States. I just described the United States today. Amen. And I, listen, I, I know I get up here and get all fired up about things, but my heart breaks. My heart breaks. Because America was founded on good. It was founded on the right things. It was fan, founded on standing up for justice. It was, standard, it was founded on standing up for freedom. It was founded on the things of God. And we just keep getting further and further and further from it. I believe we could have revival. I believe we could turn the country around in a matter of months. if We just get back to this Bible. Amen. Amen. I believe we could. All right, I'm done. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And Brother Brad's going to get us something for invitation. Maybe just come and pray for our country tonight. And maybe come and pray for, you know, young people. We probably all could probably think of someone that's fallen into this trap that is chasing after things that will melt with fervent heat someday while neglecting the things that affect heaven. You know, that's, that's not a good trade, right? So maybe we just come tonight and ask God to help them and to help us as well. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you so much for loving us the way that you do. Father, uh, I know tonight, Lord, uh, I didn't really intend on uh, getting this serious, I guess, but Lord, what have you. I, I just, uh, I'm just, uh, I love our country. I love, I love souls, and you love souls. And Lord, um, we just need your help. We just need people to understand that uh, the things of God uh, are, are, should be at the top it's God and then everything else after that father help us tonight help us to not only to preach that but to live it uh, help us to be an example father if we need to make some changes in our own life tonight lord may you give us the strength to do so so we give this invitation I hope and pray folks will come do business with you maybe bring the prayer request sheet with them pray over some of these things that we prayed about father maybe there's something on their heart and mind tonight Lord, that uh, only they know about. Help them to come to this altar and do business with you. Father, we'll thank you for all you're going to do. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. The invitation's open. God's speaking to your heart. You step out and come. You step out and come.